When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in the final hour of the week, 14 hours up, 15th hour beginning now um hope all of you are having a good friday so far open phone lines 800-282-2882 buck is out today he'll be back with me on monday uh and we'll be breaking down the continued battle over who's going to be the speaker of the house i think it's going to end up being jim jordan who has been endorsed by donald trump it appears donald trump is not going to be involved uh very much at least right now in the speaker battle uh, Jim Jordan uh, and Scalise are going right now to be the two contestants, contenders for that job. We talked a lot in the second hour with Chip Roy, a uh, congressman from Texas, who put into context what he expected that battle to be like. And I would encourage you, as always, to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment and you can ensure that you can take the show with you anywhere in the country or around the world Tens of millions of you downloading it. You get a lot of unique access on that podcast as well, including both Carol Markowitz and Tudor Dixon, who are part of the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. There are going to be additional members of that podcast network in the days, the weeks, and months ahead, and I think you are going to enjoy all of that content. So go ahead and sign up. It's free. You can do it on any podcast company. Also, always want to tell you, the iHeartRadio app is pretty fantastic. You can listen to this show straight from the app anywhere in the country or around the world as well. Okay, so uh, we started off the show talking about this crazy story out of Michigan where Michigan State head coach uh, Mel Tucker has been fired despite the fact that he was engaged in a consensual relationship, did nothing improper. All that can be alleged is that he engaged in phone sex once, in a 36-minute phone call, that 
a lot of you still want to weigh in on, and we're going to take some calls from you guys on that. But as we went to break, I teased that there hasn't been a lot of discussion about the motion that Donald Trump has filed in Washington, D.C., arguing that he has essentially presidential immunity from any of the charges that are being brought by Jack Smith, alleging that he is responsible for January 6th related incidents. Now, I'm going to try to simplify this. I'll also allow anybody who wants to weigh in to make uh, arguments or ask questions about this. I went and I read this motion. I actually think Trump's going to win on this motion. Now, I understand what are we sitting at here right now, October the 6th. Trump is scheduled to begin trial in March. This is, I think, maybe the most significant legal filing that we have seen so far from Trump's attorneys in this case. And essentially what they are arguing is that Supreme Court precedent has been established in civil cases that presidents can't be sued for presidential-related activities in a civil manner. Now, let me try to simplify this as best as best I can. Richard Nixon obviously resigned as president of the United States, and there was a question as to whether Nixon could be held civilly liable for his behavior as president of the United States. And the Supreme Court said no. Trump is now arguing, and let me explain sort of the rationale why that would have existed as it did. If you are engaged in the work as president of the United States, for you to be civilly liable for the decisions that you made as president of the United States would open an absolute Pandora's box. You may think that Joe Biden is making disastrous decisions at the border. I do. But if suddenly you could sue and bankrupt Joe Biden because you disagree with the choices that he is making as president of the United States having to do with the border or student loan relief or any other thing, you can disagree with him, but those are political decisions And the job of the President of the United States is to constantly be making political decisions. If you believe, and this is why I always say precedent's important, if you believe that Donald Trump shouldn't build a wall, you shouldn't be able to bankrupt Donald Trump by suing him because his political imperative is to try to build more uh, walls at the border, right? Whatever side, and I'm just using the border as an example because it's a contentious uh, uh, issue right now in the political realm. But the Supreme Court has said, hey, you shouldn't be able to bankrupt Joe Biden over the decisions he makes at the border or Donald Trump at the decisions he makes at the border. Democrat, Republican, that's the job of the president. And I think all of you out there can understand that. You would say, oh, yeah, makes total sense. The president of the United States has to decide lots of contentious issues. The idea that he would be civilly liable for the political decisions that he's making as president of the United States That's a really bad precedent to set, which is why, again, Richard Nixon wasn't able to be sued in a civil context for the decisions he made relating to his presidential office. It's never been tested in a criminal court before because we have never seen a president charged 
with a criminal violation like Trump is being charged with. Reading it, I actually think Trump's lawyers are 100% right here. I think as a, if you follow the precedent, again, I, I, to explain to everybody, civil is money, right? As a general rule, if you're filing a civil lawsuit and you're suing someone, you're typically trying to get monetary damages in some way. That's simplifying it, but most of the time that's what's being sought. So civil penalties are typically money. Criminal penalties are, hey, we're trying to put you in prison. Or we're trying to restrict your freedoms in some way, typically not dollar-wise. And the easiest way to describe this is O.J. Simpson, all of you remember, not guilty in a criminal court of the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and of Ronald Goldman, the waiter who came to the home that night, even though I think the evidence supports, as many of you do, that O.J. Simpson was guilty of murder. The jury in L.A. said he's not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, and so O.J. Simpson to this day remains free. But he was then sued as a wrongful death lawsuit civilly and found responsible. The standards are different in those courts. Beyond a reasonable doubt in, uh, the, uh, in the, in the criminal context, preponderance of the evidence in a civil context. But OJ was effectively bankrupted by the, uh, civil judgment. They took all of his possessions. They sold them. Now, the challenge, and you're like, well, how does O.J. have time to play golf and everything else? He can't touch his pension as a part of that settlement. So he's still O.J.'s still getting his NFL pension, but he basically has to spend every dollar every year, or else that money, if he had assets that he was building up, would go to his creditors, the Nicole Brown Simpson and the Ronald Goldman family, because O.J. was found crim- not criminally liable, but civilly liable for wrongful death. Okay, the reason why I bring that up is, The civil decision is not 100% precedent for the criminal decision. But it's pretty compelling. I think that a court that looks at that Nixon civil precedent will be hard-pressed to argue that Trump was not acting within his presidential duties while he was in office relating to everything surrounding to January 6th. I think that's an incredibly compelling argument. Well, why does it matter, you might say? Well, I imagine that the lower circuits, because they are likely to be made up of Democrats, might disagree with that opinion. But eventually that's going to reach the Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court is likely to set the precedent that trying to put presidents in prison for political decisions that they make while they're in office is not permitted. I think there's a decent chance that this Jack Smith case could end up null and void based on the argument that the Trump people are making in this case. At a minimum, it may very well forestall the case even starting as the appellate process works its way through the court because... I would argue for you, you can't try this case until you've determined whether the case could even be brought in the first place. Now, this may not implicate, it would implicate Atlanta as well, by the way, because that's basically a similar uh, version of the case that's being brought in um, in D.C. 
It wouldn't necessarily implicate the bookkeeping case in New York City, although I think that's a garbage case. And it might not necessarily implicate all of the case in South Florida because that case still relies to some extent on the fact that Trump was argued to have possession of documents and not have been entitled to have possession of those documents after he was president of the United States. Now, the Trump people would still argue, well, the the, the precedent should apply to the post-presidency, too. That's a more challenging decision to me. But all of the Jack Smith issues directly implicate Trump while he was still in presidential office. And I think the precedent of that being under presidential powers is actually a compelling one based on the case that the Trump team has just made in a motion that they filed in Washington, D.C. I don't know that very many people are going to talk about it. I went through the New York Times this morning. They didn't have to, at least unless I missed it in the paper this morning, I didn't see a single article about it. It was buried on like page seven or eight of the Wall Street Journal today. I actually think this is a fairly significant legal argument that Trump has made that has a decent chance of being uh, the law when or if this gets to the Supreme Court. So I think that's worth paying attention to in a big way because I think it could go directly to whether this case in March is able to be adjudicated before we actually get to the election in 2024. Again, it would implicate Atlanta. It would potentially implicate South Florida less so, would not necessarily be implicated by the New York City case. But I'm not hearing very many people talk about it. I think it is a very compelling argument that the Trump team has made on that particular case. All right, we come back. Uh, DeSantis is going after Trump. I'll play some of that audio for you directly. He's taken off the gloves. I told you that I would update you on that. Uh, also, we'll continue to take some of your calls to close out the rest of the hour and take us into the weekend. I appreciate all of you who are hanging out with us as we are continuing to roll throughout the course of the program. But I want to tell you, as we head to break here and uh, get ready uh, for a lot of your calls and more of the DeSantis versus Trump battle, start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, earn returns from 9 to 13% annually with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. Bonds have been filed with the SEC and are independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings yielding up to 13% a year. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment guide today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, Visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more info. Truth-seeking. Reality-telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation 
And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus... Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having fantastic parts of your Friday so far that you've spent hanging out with us. I hope you all have fantastic weekends as you roll into that weekend. Uh, Ron DeSantis starting to take the gloves off as it pertains to his battle with uh, Donald Trump. I wanted to play a couple of these cuts just so you're aware uh, that at least in the DeSantis camp, they are convinced that they can still win this election. We're sitting here basically 100 days out from the Iowa caucuses. And, uh, and Trump has been, by the way, we haven't even talked about it this week, but Trump has been going after Nikki Haley who he's calling a bird brain, um, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And uh, I believe they even took a bird cage and put it outside of Nikki, Kay- Nikki Haley's hotel room 
uh, as uh, that battle has been going on. But DeSantis, as a part of Cut One here, says nobody voted for Biden. They voted against Trump. Uh, cut one. People will act like 2020. They're like, you know, Biden was was such a disaster. But here's the thing. I don't think I don't think anybody voted for Biden. OK, they were voting against Trump. That was why they did it. I mean, let's just be honest. He energized Democrats. You could have John Kennedy walk through the door right now and he wouldn't energize Democrats as much as Donald Trump does. That's just the reality. OK, so that is one argument. I do think there's a lot of truth. I mean, Joe Biden has no support. We've talked about on this show. Does anybody ever wear a Biden hat? You ever see anybody with a Biden t-shirt? People weren't for Biden. They were against Trump. And that's my concern in the 2024 election is that it's impossible to defend what Joe Biden's done. He's been the worst president in any of our lives, but are there enough people that are anti-Trump that they would show up to vote against Trump. Again, not for Biden, against Trump. Um, and uh, DeSantis also continued uh, and said that, uh, that, look, Trump's not filling stadiums anymore. I support you, but how are you going to get the votes uh, if you fill stadiums? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, how, how do you actually win? And we, you know, we won the, the best election that any Republican governor candidate has ever done in the history of Florida. So the question is going to be, and this is this has always been the delicate dance that everybody has has tried to the, the needle that everybody's trying to thread. In order to beat Trump, I think you have to directly attack Trump. Whether you're Nikki Haley, whether you are Ron DeSantis, whether you are Tim Scott, any of these guys. The challenge is you have to attack Trump while not turning off people who voted for Trump. And that, to be fair, is the line and the needle that nobody has been willing or able to thread. And I think looking at a 100 days out, DeSantis is now saying, I'm just going to go directly after him. And see whether or not those blows land, which is why I said the gloves are now off. Trump obviously has been going after DeSantis since for months before DeSantis ever even entered the race. And those attacks were effective. And we should mention, by the way, Trump raised $45 million in the most recent quarter. DeSantis raised $15 million. I haven't seen anybody else's fundraising numbers. But the fundraising dollars are what allows the campaigns to continue. Now... Is going after Donald Trump in direct attacks going to register as a viable way to beat Trump in Iowa? I think we're going to find out. Because I would expect that at this point, the DeSantis strategy, and I think to a certain extent that Nikki Haley strategy too, is going to be we're going to get in the ring and we're just going to start throwing punches as hard as we can uh, at Trump and see whether or not they land. Because Trump certainly has been throwing punches at these guys for a long time, but they were trying not to alienate his support and try to make an argument for why you should support them instead. And now I think they're just all acknowledging in order to beat Trump, you're going to have to go right, step right up to him and start throwing punches. Uh, if you do anything on the web these days, you need to set yourself up with online identity theft protection. Every time you make a purchase, you're putting your personal info out there on a database. Easy targets for cyber hackers as a result. Some companies put up better protection than others. But nearly every database out there is vulnerable, which is why it's important to have an online bodyguard, so to speak. 
Become a LifeLock member. Get the benefit of their online identity theft protection. Systems look for evidence your online identity being used without your permission for someone else's gain. If they see it, they're in touch with you immediately. Then you decide if you've got a problem or not. If you do become a victim of identity theft, dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it, save you hours of time and headaches. Help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code CLAY for 25% off. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're rolling through the program. You might have heard at the end of the first hour, we were having a discussion about the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State. Uh, and my argument was, I can't believe this isn't receiving more attention than it is. Uh, and we had a, a rape survivor, Danielle Tudor, who does uh, a lot of sexual assault advocacy all over the country, call in to discuss. We finished off the first hour. She wasn't able to finish her story. So, uh, Danielle, appreciate you calling back in. I wanted to make sure that we got an opportunity for you to talk to, uh, to this audience. Um, it appears based on the text messages from Brenda Tracy that she has been lying about some many, I would even say, aspects of the story that she has told surrounding Mel Tucker. And you sent out a message to the show, and you said as someone who works in rape advocacy, who is a sexual assault survivor yourself, that one of the worst things that can happen out there is for women to lie about being victims. It's a small percentage of the overall numbers out there, but it has an uh, a large reach because it calls into question others. What have you seen in your experience about advocating for women as it pertains to falsehoods, which are a small percentage, but what the impact is? A lot of women uh, don't get believed because of some women who lie. Right. You know, um, I, you know, the court of public opinion, unfortunately, can be really brutal uh, for a sexual assault or, or rape victim. And unfortunately, I, I think uh, that's probably one of the biggest reasons that someone won't come forward is because then there's all these questions that are asked. So um, it, certainly I, I'm saddened by, you know, what is happening, you know, right now. And I, I, I think it pushes victims, you know, from engaging in the process even further. Um, we know that Brenda's original story and what brought her to the forefront uh, from the beginning, we know that story is true. So I, I think with what's happening right now, um, we have to let the system do its job. And I, I, I think that's probably what's playing out right now that that we're all watching with you when know, you, the allegations when you hear, and then the by text the way, messages. And, yeah, the text messages, which I read some of. Yeah. When you hear yeah. someone say that they didn't consent to phone sex, and that is why they believe that a coach needs to be fired, to me, when I hear someone make that argument, that isn't sexual assault, right? I mean, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, at least not that I've heard, uh, engaging in phone sex would not be sexual assault. You're in different places. Now, maybe if somebody says, hey, if you hang up the phone, I'm going to fire you and you're never going to be able to work again. And so you have to stay on the phone and listen to me. There's no allegation that that took place. Maybe you could make an argument that that is something that deserves significant punishment. But when you're talking about a 36-minute phone call and you don't raise the issue 
until you have a speech canceled on the university campus. And it seems like Mel Tucker is trying to dial back the relationship. To me, it delegitimizes all the work that you're doing on behalf of people that are actual sexual assault victims. Am I, am I crazy for analyzing it that way? Well, I would say with the, with the phone sex, if it was unwanted, um, I, I do think that that could be considered sexual assault. Um, but, you know, you raise other questions, and I think this is where the system is going to have to step in and, and kind of figure this out. I, you're talking to adults that are both, um, I believe, in their 50s. So um, we're not talking young people here. We're, we're, we're talking consenting adults that um, had some type of relationship that we know of. But there just seems to be a lot that's unclear, I, I think, as to how this all progressed. Um, but uh, definitely, I, I think it's something that we are going to have to let the system work out. But um, you know, I've heard people say, well, why didn't you hang up? Or why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And you have to realize that those are a lot of questions that survivors are asked. And uh, certainly in, in my case, there was no question about it with a, a stranger rape. But still, um, you know, there are those questions. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I run that way? Why, you know, so there's already a lot of self-doubt. But um, with the situation uh, with Brenda, um, I, I think what we're seeing now is that, you know, all the, the different aspects are, are coming out. And as adults, I think they, they both need to take responsibility. But from what I understand from Tucker's contract, um, anything that could be reflect or, or reflect badly on the university that they're saying that they can dismiss him for that. So, um, that is certainly, I think, something that he and the university will end up working out. Um, but I, it, it's just such a when a you dicey, hear when you hear yeah, yeah when you hear that somebody has sent text messages saying that they're after money, and then they it, also it makes me cringe. Yeah, it makes me cringe because it, that's it, the it number does. one thing that women get attacked when they're, especially when the person, the man involved, has money or fame or power. The number one attack, I'm sure you've seen this, the number one attack is she's only in it for the money. So when right. there are texts from Brenda Tracy that clearly suggest she's after Mel Tucker's money and reference how big his contract was, that is, uh, I mean, I would imagine, I mean, you, you speak to what, what that does, but that just further legitimizes in many people's minds that that's the first go-to attack anytime a celebrity or a famous or rich person is accused of wrongdoing. Right, right. I, I think um, as an advocate and activist, I think it's always good to always check your first motivation for doing it. And um, I can say that uh, I've actually taken a second job or actually not a second job. I was retired, but I actually took a job so that I could fund my advocacy. So yeah. um, I, I think it's always important, you know, uh, to check, you know, why why we're doing something and, and why we're in it and, and what your goal is. Um, and certainly I, I think that's only uh, something that Brenda can answer for herself. Um, and I, 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 unfortunately, this does push victims back into the shadows because they're going to be afraid to speak up. But I, I really don't think that that's what Brenda ever envisioned or would ever want either. So, um, but 
you know, unfortunately, because it is becoming very high profile and for the work that she does at the national level, it it really kind of puts a spotlight on it. And and I hate to see that happen. I, I hate to see what's happening for the coach. I hate to see what's happening for Brenda. Um, and I, I really hope that in the hearing process and then in the investigation, they can kind of come to some sort of agreement as to what happened there and, and what, who's responsible for what and be able to kind of get this out of the, the public aspect of it. All right, last question for you, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing your perspective. This is something that I think everybody could agree on. There are a tremendous amount of rape kits that are not being tested. A monstrous backlog is my understanding. What can you tell us about the numbers that are outstanding, the number of these kits that are never tested, that are never analyzed? Where are we? What needs to happen for that to change? You know, uh, Joyful Heart Foundation has been a, a big leader in testing the backlog. And there are, oh, at last count, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on this, but there are over half the states, I think, have eliminated, actually, their rape kit backlog and have completed reform so that it won't happen again in that state. And certainly we did that in Oregon and here in Oklahoma. I actually moved here um, to get away from my offender when I knew he was going to be released from prison. But in doing that, I actually brought rape kit reform here to Oklahoma. So um, our Attorney General Gettner Drummond uh, oversees the task force, and we are we're we're getting closer here in Oklahoma to full rape kit reform. And uh, like I said, a lot of states have already reached that. We've got some that haven't done anything, but those are are getting fewer and fewer. So as you see us tackling the rape kit backlog and and getting success in that area. Then you start to look at other laws, and one of those is the statute of limitations on rape, both with DNA and without DNA. And that's where cases like this, what's happening with Brenda, that's where it makes my job a little bit harder. So, um, and I'm going for some changes in the statute of limitations on rape here in Oklahoma in the next legislative session. So uh, when you get the, that high profile of, well, we don't think, you know, she's being truthful, it, it really reflects, you know, on us really boots on the ground that are working really hard and, and diligently, you know, to change and, and make that landscape a little bit uh, easier for survivors to actually navigate and, and try and get justice. Thank so, you for the call. Um, that's a lot of what I do. Thank you for the talk, uh, the call and, and shedding light on this. She's Danielle Tudor, rape survivor, sexual assault advocate. I wanted to make sure we got you an opportunity to tell your full story. After the first hour, we didn't get it complete. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No doubt. Look, uh, holiday gift might sound crazy, right? We're sitting here early October. A lot of you probably just cringe. You're like, oh, holidays already. Yes. A lot of you have to figure out what to get as gifts, too. A lot of times, very difficult to get gifts. I, nobody knows what to get me. If you're a dad out there, if you're a granddad, how many ties you got? How many sweaters you got? How many books that you never even had any interest in reading? Nobody knows what to get an awful lot of men. How about preserving memories forever? That's a pretty good gift. That's what Legacy Box does. Uh, look, they can hook you up right now. They can get you ready in time for the holidays. More than a million families have benefited from Legacy Box's expertise. All those old VHS tapes, all those old photos, 
all that old in real physical condition. You know, VHS tapes weren't made to last forever. They degrade and disintegrate in a hurry. How many of your family's memories are on those old VHS tapes, those camcorders that dad or mom carried around, took photos, took videos of you sitting around uh, the Christmas tree? How many of those great moments are you worried won't exist for your kids, for your grandkids to be able to see? Legacy Box will hook you up right now, and they can give you a Christmas present for everyone, which is your family's memories preserved forever. If you go online right now at LegacyBox.com slash Clay, you can get 40% off their normal prices and have a brand new present for a member of your family. It's tough to shop for. Preserve those family memories forever. Website, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 40% off the normal prices. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. There is a great evil taking place in our society. Since 1973, over 64 million babies' lives have been taken. Preborn is dedicated to saving these precious lives. And every day, the staff members at Preborn Clinics rescue 200 babies and help women in crisis by sharing light, love, and a free ultrasound. That changed my life, just from that ultrasound picture. You see, when an expectant mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, she is twice as likely to choose life for her baby. Would you join me 
and preborn in rescuing babies' lives. One ultrasound is just $28, and for $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds helping to rescue five babies' lives. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back in. Closing up shop on the Friday edition of the program. Hope all of you are going to have fantastic weekends. I'm looking forward to headed down to Aggieland College Station to watch Texas A&M and Alabama play. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to meet a lot of listeners there. A lot of you want to weigh in with a wide variety of calls out there. Uh, let's see. Should I go to Wendy first, guys? Is that the updated version or is everybody else still waiting too? Wendy is up first. Wendy in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I just wanted to make a point that I think you're missing a little bit, and that is that Mel Tucker was not fired from MSU for sexual abuse. I don't think there's anybody in the state of Michigan, including MSU, that believes that this was um, non-consensual. But Michigan State's been trying to get rid of Mel Mel Tucker's contract for a very long time. So if you look at their statement, it's pretty carefully worded in that they fired him for what they consider to be like like cause, a morals clause. Yeah. They say that he violated the integrity of the university by having this affair with a staffer. So, Well, you know, let, me, let me just say this, think, by the way. She's not a staffer. She spoke on campus one time. I, well, I don't think so. legally Title IX applies. But if your argument is if Mel Tucker was 13-0 and last year, would they have fired him? What do you think about that? I think they probably wouldn't have, and I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you on anything at all. But I yeah. don't think no, I think I think that, that that's a good thing. point. Thank, no, no, I think you're making a good point. Everybody out there, uh, I, I think this is important. I bet you'd agree too, Wendy. Like the person who sells the most cars on the car lot can get away with more than the person who sells the less cars, right? There's not one standard of behavior in business because the person who makes the most money or has the most success has more leeway than the person who has the least success and makes the least money for the for the program. But I do think you're right. I think that's an interesting angle here. And for people out there who are following, there's a difference between cause, right? If Michigan State had decided, look, we don't like Mel Tucker. We think he's doing a bad job as a coach. We're going to fire him. That's the risk of being a football coach. But they would have to pay him out all the money that he's owed. They are saying that they owe him no money which is going to turn into a big uh, dispute here. My biggest issue, Wendy, is just when the woman is clearly not actually a victim, claims to be a victim, and then text messages come out that show that she's just looking for a payday, Michigan State is rewarding and encouraging behavior like this by firing Mel Tucker based on this situation. Do you agree with that? My concern is just... We got to stop with this argument that based on your identity, we're going to believe or disbelieve you. Well, absolutely, I, think, I agree with you one hundred percent. But my, but the other point is, is that Mel Tucker is not going to be able to recoup anything from Michigan State. You know what I mean? He has no recourse because they didn't fire him for sexual assault, which he is obviously not guilty of. You know, they fired him for other reasons. Yeah. So my argument, him. my argument would be, Wendy, and I think it's going to turn. Thank you for the call. Smart points. I think it's going to turn into, and this is me putting my lawyer hat on, it's going to turn into a battle over whether this is justifiable cause. 
And I'll just say this. I'm not casting morals judgments. If having an affair means that you're not able to be a college football coach at a major coach in America, at least 50%, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here, at least 50% of all college football head coaches should be fired on the spot. And it may be higher than 50%. And he didn't even, I, I guess you can get into what exactly is an affair. He didn't have physical contact with her. They had phone sex once. I don't even know what the definition of an affair would be. I think that they will end up, before all is said and done, settling. He'll get tens of millions of dollars. That would be my prediction. My point is just when we treat these as legitimate claims and they are not, we are creating the incentive for more lies to be told. And I don't think it's coincidental that both Trevor Bauer and Mel Tucker, to me, are further evidence of what the precedent that we set in the Brett Kavanaugh case leads to. That is, if you create a world where hashtag believe all women is the standard, some women are going to see that and recognize that the justice system or the public perception is skewed in their direction such that nobody's going to question them even if they lie and they're going to try to lie to get economic advantage and if you want to see these text messages you can go to my twitter feed i read them earlier these are her own words saying she's doing this for money and as you heard from our last guest that actually delegitimizes anyone who is actually a victim of sexual assault because it calls into question their honesty and makes others seem like liars as a result. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us on Friday. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
from memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.